Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of At Zero. I'm sorry it's been so long, but if you guys don't know who I am, I'm your host, Olivia. And in today's episode, I'll be talking about VTubers, which is shortened by the term virtual YouTubers. I'm sure everybody knows this already, but yeah. So they are called virtual YouTubers or virtual singers. V-singers, VTubers. Yeah, you get a point. But as usual before that, let's read some telonym replies. Go. Okay. Is it important to you how many person you like dated before you and why? Oh, oh, okay. Is it important to you how many the person you like dated before you? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, it depends. Okay, um, I guess so. Like, if this person, like, used to be, like, some playboy or whatever, then I guess, yeah, it would be important to know how many people this person you like have has dated before, you know? But if it's, like, your average normal person who's not a cheater, who's not a playboy, then I don't think it matters to know how many exes <laughs> the person you like has dated before. So, yeah, I think depends on the situation. But <clears throat> if this person is a playboy, cheater, has a bad track record in terms of relationships, then I think it's important to know how many people they've dated before. And then if this person seems nice and is nice, <laughs> then I think it's fine. So, yeah. Next question. What do you think... Some dating mistakes are, I guess, blindly following these kind of things. Like, you know, sometimes as, like, those, like, first-time dating kind, like, you would naturally just do things the way you feel and not use your head just because you simply like this person. Yeah, it's like your emotions get the better of you. I feel like that's the biggest dating mistake you can make. Doesn't matter if it's your first relationship, your second, or like, I don't know, your 10th relationship or something. I think, I feel like that's the biggest mistake you can make. Like, just because you like this person so much, you are blinded by, as cliche as it sounds, you're blinded by love. So, yeah. I think that is absolutely the biggest mistake you can have. Yeah. The second thing I think is maybe trying to go back to your ex. <laughs> that's a dating mistake, guys. Don't ever do that. They are ex for a reason. <laughs> Next question. Is there something that is normal for us today that will be super weird in 100 years? I think everybody would say this, but I think wearing masks on a daily basis, in 100 years, people will be like, you know, I'm sure people have seen like those kind of TikToks where people make fun of saying how like, oh, my ancestors used to wear this, this weird thing called masks. Like, it used to be a fashion stable and shit like that, you know. <laughs> that kind of crap, you know. I feel like that is probably the weird thing that you have to like, in a hundred years or like maybe in a hundred years it's like this kind of thing like huh my ancestors used to take public transport that <laughs> kind of thing I feel like in the future it's kind of like floating shit really it's not It's not like bus trains it's like like stuff in the sky like it's not just planes that will be flying you know like everything else will be freaking flying <laughs> yeah or like maybe everything that is changed into like robots because more and more things are getting changed into computers like they're either cutting down stuff is changing to robots or computers. Yeah, so I get that. That is what I feel like will change. And it will be very weird in 100 years. Yeah, because we are practically. Mm-hmm. Okay, next. What do you last buy online? The last thing I bought online was manga because uh, I needed a new volume. So yeah, I bought that. Then, uh, or if anybody wants to know what it was, I bought, uh, if you guys know the visual novel. or Actually, the light novel, not visual. Like, the light novel, sorry. My bad. The light novel called... Uh, the angel next door. I think so. Yeah, that the the latest 
novel. I, if you guys want to buy books, you can buy it from book. This is not sponsored, like, but you can buy it from book depository. Or depository. Yeah, yeah, what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, you can buy it from there. So sometimes it's a bit of a pain to go all the way down to a store to buy it. Because I'm lazy. But um, this is just random. But if you guys would like to find a place that wants, that sells like very good mangas and manhwas and whatever not, I suggest Kinokuniya. I think it's one of the biggest places you can find manga or manhwa in Singapore. And the last time I went there, they actually did start to have like manhwa already. So that's pretty nice. So uh, you can go to Kinokuniya for manga, manhwas, light novels. Yes. <laughs> Next question. How would you like it if your parents had another kid? Uh, I think it would be weird because we would have like a 20-something age gap. I'd feel so weird. <laughs> If, like, my parents were to have another kid. So, yeah, I, I don't think I'll like that. It would be really weird. That kid, like, that kid could literally just be my own child. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Next question. You're afraid of losing friends sometimes, why? I mean, they're friends, right? So, these people are people that you keep close to you. People who you relay things to. So, obviously, you feel that you'll be afraid to lose them. They're friends for a reason. Why? Because, I don't know, just... If they are friends in the first place, you would feel bad for losing them, you know, or them uh, separating from you or whatever not. At least that, that, to me, is the most natural thing to do. Lah, because these people have formed relationships with you and they, like, leave sometime or they you lose out some way and then, yeah, it's just... I, but I'm, I'm not really saying I'm afraid of it. Things happen for a reason. So if they leave and they... or they go by natural causes, then, yeah. Of course, I'll be sad. But afraid? Not really. Because things happen for a reason, you know. Okay, next question. Most annoying TikTok trend, uh, ATM. Uh, I don't know if this is a trend because, okay, the thing about my TikTok is I don't have, I have very little, like, I know because I know most of my classmates or, like, old schoolmates and whatever not. Like, their TikTok is mostly, like, dancing teenagers or, like, weird dance trends, you know, like, all the dancing stuff or, like, some other stuff. That I, I don't know what, what people watch on TikTok nowadays, but <laughs> I, I don't know if this is a trend, but I don't like thirst. Thirst TikToks. Thirst Talks. What the fuck call that? Yeah, that thing. I don't like that. It's weird. Like, there's nothing wrong with showing your body and the confident parts of yourself. No issue with that at all. If, if anything, y'all are amazing. But, thirst traps? I don't know. I just feel weird about it. So, yeah. Maybe just me, but yeah, that's for that. Next is... What is different about your style today compared to the past? Um, If... Something that changed the most, I think, is the type of clothes I go for. Like, last time when I was a kid, I like to go for clothes that uh, made me feel confident, I guess. Or like, um, how do you say this? That I felt that, like, look good to other people, right? Because that's how we all are as young kids. You, you want to try and prove yourself to somebody, you know? But now I'm just like, comfort. <laughs> But, like, the style I go for today is always comfort. Like, I need to be comfy. If I'm not comfy, I'm in a very bad mood. So, yeah, that's the kind of style I go through. Go to today, compared to last time in the past, where I would care more about my image and what people look like. And what, like, what people look at me as, yeah. But nowadays, I just don't really care because I'm old enough already. It doesn't really make sense for me to care about that kind of thing. Next question. Opinion on people who don't go and vote. Vote what? <laughs> vote what? Is it, like, the only thing I know in Singapore that you can vote is like PAP and Workers' Party. That's the only thing. But, I don't know in terms of laws and whatever Singapore thing magic. 
I've lived there all my life, don't get me wrong, but like, I don't, I don't know about it. Some things are not legal to vote yet, I think. I don't know, I'm not sure. But yeah, anyways, but, uh, opinion on those people. If let's say you're talking about what I think you're talking about, then I'm sure it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> they can vote if they want, they don't vote, then their problem lah, doesn't really matter. <laughs> Next question. How do you feel about insulting people by calling them gay? I personally use that as a joke because I have gay friends as well. And depending on the person, of course, depending on the... Because not all gay people or bi people or lesbians or whatever you want to call them as. Whatever they identify as. And whatever they tell you they identify as. Those kind of things. Like, for me personally, I don't mind calling my friends that. But if you're talking about insulting, then heck no. That's a big no-no-no for me. Like, if you're just calling them gay because you feel like it's funny... And then, and you know that they can take the joke, then by all means, I think it's fine. But if you're insulting someone by calling them gay, that's just disrespectful. Stop it. So, yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> Next question. What will you do with the extra time if you ever had to sleep again? It never had to sleep again? Um, I don't know. I think I would try and learn something new, most particularly a new language, because I feel like learning, nowadays learning more languages is very more, or like in this case, dialects, because my, di- I suck at my own dialect, so I feel like if I have, I had the time, I would probably take the time to go and learn my own dialect or like different, not versions, but like, you know how in Chinese there's like Hokkien, there's Teochew, there's Cantonese, you know, those kind of things. Like I would take those extra time to go and learn the other dialects because, I don't know, it just feels nice to be able to know more than one language. Yeah. Next question. Do you think women should shave? This is a personal thing, to be honest. I, okay, for me, honestly, Yes. <laughs> I hate, doesn't, doesn't, no, no, okay, not really hate, but I don't really like, I feel like it's very unsanitary. Like, it doesn't, it, this doesn't not only apply to women, but men as well. I don't like people who don't shave, because to me it's unsanitary. But of course, if you have a religion, and then, or you're not comfortable with shaving, then by all means, go ahead and do so. But for me personally, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really like to mingle with people who don't shave, because I feel like it's very unsanitary. So, yeah. But uh, I think, it's up to you, as a woman yourself, and, if you feel confident not shaving, go. By all means, go ahead, bro. You go, bro. But like, for me personally, I think you should shave. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Tips on making friends if you are shy. Uh, I think I answered this in a very old episode before, but um, I'll say it again because it's been forever. But I think try to like have a conversation with people that have similar interests to you. Like, for example, uh, let's say students, because I feel like that's the, usually that's the easiest way of making friends if you're a student. The best way is to join a CCA that you enjoy. For example, like, I like anime, I like manga, I like manhua, I like some K-pop and stuff like that, right? Join a CCA that can let you talk about these kind of things, you know? Like, so you have people of the same, like, interest together with you and it's not awkward. Like, you guys have something you can talk about. Like, like even if this person is, like, some new uh, weep or something that come to the, the dark side... <laughs> At least they will know some one or two anime that you have watched, right? If you are, like, a deep-ass trash like me. But, yeah. And then, for example, if, like... If you don't have... Like, you don't really know what kind of interest you have. There's another matter which I like to uh, tell people as well. Join a leadership CCA. Because a leadership CCA can help you go out of your little box. And, like, if, let's say you're an introvert, like myself. Having a leadership CCA can really help with, like, public speaking. The way you present yourself. And then uh, trying to mix and talk to random strangers. Like, having a leadership CCA really helps with that because you mix with so many people from so many different uh, courses, schools. Like, in like for me, right, when I'm in IT and when I'm in poly, like, I 
joined a sh- like not a shit ton, but like I've I've always joined, like or at least always had a leadership position. So having like those positions help me grow as a person, and then help me like build a lot more connections because there's so many people that you know, and then like you generally just get less shy. Yeah, at least that's that's how I think uh. And then in terms of like, let's say you make friends in a CCA. That's one perk. And then another way you can do so, if let's say you're in uh, tertiary schools like poly, IT, private schools even, because you guys are studying for the same interest, I'm sure you guys have something you guys want to talk about. Like for example, for me, I'm studying in film, right? So obviously, I, I think this is quite obvious, but if you're a film student, you will obviously watch movies, films, etc. Right? Or even dramas or whatever. Like naturally, you would start there. That's why you're studying. You have, you have a common interest. That's why you're studying into this industry, in this course, whatever not. You know, so you can start by talking about that. So if you're shy, okay, I think this is another method that also really helps. Like, you can try and talk to another shy person because most of the time, at least from my own personal experience, most shy people, like, when I meet them, right, <clears throat> or, like, when I see two shy people interact, they usually, like, get, get a little awkward at first, but when they start talking, they can really talk a lot more than two extroverts. So, yeah, I feel like those are some tips I can give you to make some friends. Next question. Should parents know everything about you thoughts? Um, I guess. I mean, naturally, they're your parents, so they would know everything about you, except for the things that happen to you outside of their, like, eyes, like, you know. But this is a personal kind of thing. I feel like if you think that your parents don't, like, don't limit you much, give you some sort of freedom, um, it's okay to tell them everything about yourself, or, like, how you feel sometimes, whether you're stressed, whether you're struggling. It's always nice to have someone super close to you living in the same house to tell you like uh you know like why this is happening, what should be done to prevent this or like you know those kind of things, you know, like yeah. So I guess for me personally I generally try to tell my mum as much as I can because there's no point in hiding. I'm <laughs> I'm not doing some illegal shit. So yeah, just tell your parents. Uh. Like but if your family because I know that this is uh, it can be quite a bit of a sensitive topic to some people because not all families are perfect. My family isn't perfect either. But, like, it's easier to have someone to talk to in your own household than to... I'm just, Like, this is kind of sad to say, but, like, because your family is with you forever and friends only last a while. Like, yeah, I show you guys are really close now, but who knows in the future, you guys are not even going to talk to each other anymore, you know. You meet so many people throughout your entire life, but the one... Or like this, the one type of person that will stay with you is your family, you know. Like, it's kind of a thing where people always say blood ties are stronger than water, you know. Yeah, those kind of things. But yeah, I think, um, I guess parents, not, I won't say everything, but whatever you feel like you should tell them or you want to tell them. But those kind of serious matters to do with your personal health, uh, your mental health, anything, physical or mental, to be honest, if you feel, if you feel that it's a, it's a limit and you cannot handle it yourself. I think parents, telling your parents would be a very good idea. Unless you're not comfortable with your parents. Because ah. obviously, there's some people, like I said, they don't, they don't have perfect families. But I'm sure that, at least can't say as well, but <laughs> I'm sure that if because you don't have perfect families, you kind of have someone else to talk to. Like for most of those uh, friends or like uh, classmates that I know that, for example, have divorced parents, they, they don't really, they're not really close to either of them or like at least one. Like those people who are close to one of the parents will obviously go to their parent to talk to about stuff. But if let's say you're a child that is from a divorced family and you're not close to your siblings or your, both your parents, most of the time they're close to their grandparents. 
So yeah, I think it would be nice to share with one or two of them like how you feel and what are your thoughts on like what's going on, uh, you know. But yeah, next question. Do you know any songs to listen to when you're sad? I have an entire playlist <laughs> just for sad songs because you know how like sometimes you just want to listen to those kind of songs, you know. But um, okay, let me just open my playlist real quick. But uh, I feel like it's, it's like a kind of normal thing to just have those random emotions made out of nowhere where you kind of just want to like hear depressing songs, you know. <laughs> okay, so uh, there's a few depressing songs that I kind of have. Um, there's a few nightcore songs because I, I rarely hear English songs normally. But I'm not going to go through the nightcore because there's too many. But uh, I recommend you guys some Japanese songs. They're really, really good. I love it. <laughs> okay, the first song is... Uh, I'm sure quite a lot of people will know this. I think, I hope. It's from SAO, also Art Online. It's from Eliza Edition. It's by the singer Riona. It's called Nijino Kanatani. So this song is so goddamn good. And whenever I listen to this, I just remember that scene with Yujo and Kirito. So yeah. Depression. But yeah, that this fucking song hits me, bro. <laughs> and then there's a song by Yuna Ito called Alone Again. Yeah, and then there's songs from Cliff Edge as well that I really, really love. One song, Sayonara, I Love You. And the other song, The Distance, uh, featuring Nakamura Maiko. So yeah, those, those few songs are beautiful. Like, literally beautiful. Then there's that. Uh, I'm sure, this, is, this anime is pretty old as well. But uh, if you guys know the anime, The World God Only Knows. Yeah, that. That last song sung by the so-called main character and the, the girl character, I forgot her name. But yeah, the song called The Memory of My First Love. It was so great. Like, if you watch the anime, you know what happened. That song kind of hits different. So yeah, that, that's another sad song that I like to listen to as well. And then there's uh, a lot, a lot of uh, songs uh, by Yanagi Nagi. Yanagi Yanagi has quite a few sad songs as well. And she sounds really good. Okay, this, I think, okay, this is my top, 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 top depressing song. It will be Anata no Yoru ga Akeru Made. This song is so freaking sad. And there's like a, this is like a part one of the song. Then there's a part two of the song as well. But I personally prefer like part one. Like this, this song pulls my heartstrings, you know. This, this, this is always sad whenever I listen to it. Like if I'm in a really bad mood and I need to listen to this kind of songs, that song is the song I go to. So yeah, I guess I would recommend Anata no Yoru ga Akerumade. Uh, which I think kind of translates to The Morning Without You or something like that. The English title, I forgot already. Or like, Anata no Yoru ga Akerumade. Or like, um, I don't really know the exact translation for this, but I'll put the link below as usual. So yeah, that's a song I would recommend. I love it. Like when I'm sad, it's always a song I listen to. Okay, last question. How do you feel about friendships on the internet? I am okay with it, personally. <laughs> I think it's okay with making friends on the internet. But um, the thing that I feel like people should take note of is whether, it's not that you guys are friends on the internet, but if let's say like you guys meet up in reality, like you have a, like not online meet, but offline, and you should be in, in like real life, then I think those are the things that are like, the things that you should take note of, the things you should check if this person is like legit and it's not a scam and like, it's not some random catfish, you know, like those kind of things. Those are, when you read in real life, then I think it's a real issue, but... Like, if you just have friendships on the internet, it's fine. Everybody has friends on the internet. Who doesn't, right? So, yeah. That's my answer for that. But, yeah. Okay, so that was the very last question, and that's it for the telling replies. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so, okay. On this episode, first of all, I gotta say that I love, 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 love... 
VTubers and V-Singers. So the most commonly known VTubers are those from the company Hololive and Niji Sanji. Also, I say Dini Tani. <laughs> so yeah. So commonly known solo VTubers are like Kizuna Ai, who is currently on a hiatus, who we, of course, all hope gets a good rest before returning. And she's the first ever VTuber that even made it popular. Like, there were many VTubers before her, but she was the one that really made it, like, boom, you know. So yeah, Kizuna Ai. And then, um, the chaotic but funny Bao, Bao the Whale, for English viewers, I, I really love her a lot. I think she streams mostly on Twitch, if I'm not wrong. But yeah, I really love her a lot. And another solo VTuber is Shoto. He's been, like, he's rising in the popularities now because he's been collabing with a lot of Niji Sanji members. But yeah, support. <laughs> and then, uh, so there are, of course, like, many other companies that also have, like, solo VTubers. But I'm just naming the common few, lah, or, like, at least, in this case, the biggest two, Holo Life and Niji Sanji. So for V-Singers, there are companies like Kamitsubaki Studio, which also has like singers like Iori Kanzaki and Dust Cell, which I'm sure a lot of people know. I'm sure Kanzaki Iori especially, a lot of people know him or her, I don't really know. But yeah, I'm sorry, I'm cheering with it, but yeah. And then Dust Cell as well has really good songs, so yeah, they're under Kamitsubaki. And then there's another company for V-Singers, V-Singers, it's called Riot Music, which also has like a really good like lineup of amazing singers, like, like the girls from Kamitsubaki Studio. So... Like, for me personally, songs-wise, the girls from Kamitsubaki have a better range, I guess. Yeah, but Riot Music has really great cover songs. Mm. Okay, so, what exactly are VTubers and why do people watch them? So, they are basically, like, I'm sure everybody will have noticed really because, like, it got popular because of COVID, you know. So, they are basically, like, online entertainers who use visual avatars. Virtual avatars, not visual. Virtual avatars. So, generated using computer graphics and... Stream on platforms like YouTube, Twitch, and I don't know what else. <laughs> but yeah, most common too is YouTube and Twitch. So virtual YouTubers have appeared appeared in um, domestic advertisements, advertising campaigns, and have broken live stream like related war records just for VTubing, you know. And there's a lot of info on the internet about VTubers and V-singers. So if you guys are actually curious and want to know more about them or you want to know like the whole lot, like there's a shit ton of YouTubers, you can go read it up because there's, there's really a lot. You can practically find anything. <laughs> I'm sure there's like at least one VTuber for everybody because there's so many, you know. Yeah. But in today's episode, I want to talk about why I think they are popular. Yeah. So since I myself like VTubers, my main reason for even checking them out is because I like anime and manga. I'm sure everybody knows this really, but what about those people that don't? So... Okay, apparently it's because having to see these like uh, interactive personas on screen makes it easier to talk like uh, and to comment. Ah. Also, if someone is a VTuber, there's like lesser chance, if not none, of being stopped in public or disturbed by viewers in public as there's a lot more privacy. And like this, like compared to normal YouTubers who have like their faces everywhere and all that, you know, there's barely any privacy with normal VTubers. Which is why being a, a VTuber is being a normal YouTuber. So like, VTubers have this like charm of not knowing who the real person is, you know. So another reason is probably because it's something different from your common YouTubers and Twitch streamers, you know. Like, um, like though virtual things existed before VTubers, like, you know, Vocaloids or Utaites, of course. Perfect. Uh, VTubers are popular because of this like type of content that they bring and do as VTubers. So they are like any other normal person YouTuber, you know. Except the fact that it's behind a screen where you cannot see their actual face because, you know, they're using a virtual avatar. But I don't think it matters as long as you enjoy the content and songs that they come up when they create, you know. Which is why I hate it, okay? I hate it. 
that no matter whether like you are a YouTuber, VTuber, there is like this toxic culture that goes around. Like I understand that it doesn't matter what industry you're in, it is, there's, there's still toxic culture lah. But, uh, the one, to me the worst, okay, the worst few things that I've seen is from so far and it's not, not, actually like, the one of the bigger few stuff I think. Like, uh, I guess, uh, mostly Niji Sanji because I'm watching them mostly now. But that time during Niji Sanji Ian's Lakshams Wave, Vox Akuma, and then Niji Sanji Ian's Ethira Wave, Reimu Endo. Yeah, I'm not gonna explain what went down because it really happened quite a long while ago and like what exactly happened as it was resolved like because after many viewers pointed out that the the toxicity of like Vox Akuma's like fanbase viewers, you know. Yeah, because they send like very disturbing things and death threats to the fellow Nijisanji Live Reimu, which is very fucking disrespectful to me, so yeah. And it's damn stupid. Uh. So, <laughs> to me, VTubers are people like us and should be treated the same as like any other normal YouTuber or any VTuber at all. Like, they deserve the respect. So, why are they getting treated like this? And, like, to some people, they are like, oh, they're just anime girls and boy streamers, what? So nice, man. But, that is absolute bloody nonsense. Because at the end of the day, right, most start being VTubers either because it's what's popular now or because they want to hide their identity from the general public. Like, all of them have a result. But as to why they chose to become VTubers. Whether is it like some complex reason, simple reason. You you enjoy their content and that's all that matters, you know. So I don't really get how people like this doesn't even like mean only VTubers, even normal YouTubers as well. Like everybody deserves the respect you give to somebody else that you respect on your own outside of YouTube or Twitch or any streaming platform. Like, you know, this this kind of thing is common sense. Like just give people basic respect, you know. But yeah, I think that's all for today. Yeah, I did a really simple talk about VTubers because I'm sure a lot of people already talked about it before because it's been ages since VTubers like even emerged. <laughs> so yeah. So to end the episode, I just want to share like my personal favourite VTubers and V-singers. So for VTubers, I love the girls from Hollow Life or Cover Corp. So VTubers Kelly Mori from like uh, Ian's first gen and then Hochimachi Suisei being my absolute favourite from Hollow Life. I love her. I find Kelly are actually quite close. Yeah, from the EN branch, I love Kelliope. And from the JP branch, I love Suisei. So, yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad Kelliope is coming to Alpha, bro. I'm losing my shit. But, yeah. So, and then, of course, now that I'm currently watching more, is then the chaotic bunch from Niji Sanji. <laughs> so, I, my personal favourite are the girls also. Yeah. So, I love Elira Pandora. She's my favourite. And then there's Pomo Rain Puff as well. They're from the same gen, Lazulite. Then uh, the JP members from Nishanji are like the boys from Konoha, Kanai and Kuzuha. Then um, as well as like a lot of other EN VTubers, like even their recent wave. Like, I really love Mari and Ren. I love them with my fucking heart. Yeah. <laughs> then there's of course like Mr. Alban. Like they are, they are all my personal phrase for each gen, you know. So there are of course many, 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 many more other amazing VTubers, but these are just like the personal few that I always watch lah. So, so V-Singers, I love this. Okay, there's also like, I don't really know if you can consider them V-Singers or VTubers, but because they mainly do, they have like more songs than most of the other whole life girls, so I'll be mentioning them as part of the V-Singers portion. So, my personal favourite is Project Hope's Iris. I love her. So, so much. I've been following her since she debuted way back. So, yeah. And then, of course, the JP member, Aski. I personally prefer Iris a lot more than Aski. Because Iris' song, there's no bad song Iris has. But 
I don't listen to all of Azuki's songs. Like, I've listened to all, to all of them, but I don't like all of them, you know. Yeah. So, of course, there's, like I referred earlier, you know, there's other B singers, like the girls from Kamitsubaki Studio, like Coco, who's one of my personal favourites. And then, um, there is uh, their most popular member, Kaf, who also has really, really good original songs and covers as well. So, or like, um, solo V singers as well, like Vesper Bell. They have really, really good original songs. I love them all. And then there's like slow VTubers like Himehina as well who have really who have really really good concept like stuff and then like original songs are like there's no bad songs on it either. So I really recommend you guys watch Vesper Bell and Himehina as well. They are mainly V singers so they only come out with songs. And they usually do karaoke streams as well. So yeah, Himehina does a few skits and games as well, but it's mostly singing that they're mainly in. So yeah. But that's it for today's episode and I will thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode. And as usual, let me know what you think of today's episode over on Telenim or Twitter, whatever. So I'll be leaving the links in the description as usual. And for Telenim, I'll read the replies the day I'm recording this episode. And for... Eh, we are there, correct? Yeah, and so for Telenim, I'm reading it the day that I'm recording. And then for uh, Twitter, I'll be seeing them and then replying them straight on Twitter. So, yeah. Uh, also, let me know like what you thought of today's episode as usual. And if you have any complaints, stories to share, do let me know as well because it's nice to talk about it. And I'm here to give my argument if you have... Or I if I have any and you want to hear my argument also can. You wanna argue with me also can. I really like in readings kind of things, but yeah. I'll catch you in the next one. See ya.